0: Uh, well, the Australian basketball world, I think, breathed a sigh of relief when we saw that Ben Simmons had found himself a, a new home. And every time we bring up the name Ben Simmons, even in Australia now, after the events that have unfolded with the 76ers and, and Ben not going to the Olympics with the Australian national team, it is, he is a person that does divide you. And uh, we look with great interest today. The news has come through that he, his, his debut for the Brooklyn Nets is going to be delayed with a back issue. So I thought we'd go straight over uh, to one of the greatest cities. And I shouldn't say that, should I? Because Brooklyn and Brooklynites all don't like being called New Yorkers. So I better be careful with our next guest. Mike Scotto is an NBA writer and podcast host for Hoops Hype at Hoops Hype. You can follow him and USA Today Sports as well. Mike's been good enough to jump on the line and start up late for us. G'day, Mike.
1: Hey, how are you, brother? Pleasure.
0: I'm good. Now, is that's true, isn't it, that I shouldn't we shouldn't ever call Brooklyn like Brooklyn natives New Yorkers?
1: I definitely think Brooklyn has its own um when when you say put it this way, no one ever said they're from Manhattan. They always say they're from Brooklyn. Uh it's definitely the best borough. I think it's always been uh thought of that way for sure. And Beautiful. uh now the We have uh, an NBA team as well. I think that certainly has uh, added to it as well.
0: So, Mike, this trade is easily the biggest that occurred before the deadline where James Harden leaves Brooklyn where it looked like he would have gone to the G League just to get out of um, what was happening in Brooklyn. He goes to the 76ers. The 76ers uh, send a couple of pieces, including Seth Green – sorry, um, Seth Curry uh, and also Ben Simmons – to to Brooklyn, how has that trade first and foremost been received by the Brooklyn Nets faithful? And what was your take on it?
1: Well, from the fans perspective, uh, you know, it was pretty clear to them that James Harden didn't want to be there anymore. And uh, a lot of fans were upset at a perceived lack of effort from him, Uh, you know, defensively, especially, and, you know, with his hamstring injury. Um, So for them, You know, Ben Simmons is a guy that's younger, uh, a much better defender who's really going to help Brooklyn with their defensive issues. Ben Simmons, when he's healthy, is a defensive player of the year candidate, in Mm -hmm. my opinion, Um, and he can guard all five positions. And they get Seth Curry, a guy that could shoot the ball and stretch the floor, which is important because Joe Harris is trying to work his way back uh, from – in an injury and it's unclear if he's going to fully be able to be back or not. Um So that was important. And Andre Drummond brings mm. them uh, rebounding that they desperately have needed. This team has struggled mightily on, on the board. So they, they needed that. And ultimately it was just two star players that didn't want to be where they were from my perspective. On the trade, I think Philadelphia improved their chances dramatically to win the title uh, this year or at least put themselves in position to compete for the championship and win the East. You know, when I look at the Eastern Conference, I I still think the Milwaukee Bucks are the team to beat when they have Giannis Antetokounmpo, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday all healthy. Um, Then with that said, you know, Brooklyn has had a tough time having – Uh, Kevin Durant healthy Kyrie Irving hasn't been able to play home games to this point there's hope that that will change they are certainly going to need that Um, you know if if this team is going to make a run Uh, Chicago has looked good but uh, remains to be seen how they're going to do in the playoffs some of those guys on that team have struggled in the playoffs Um, and other than that um, I, I, I just felt that Uh, When it came to James Harden, this was a guy that came into the season out of shape, and he was struggling with his hamstring injury because of it. And ultimately, once Kyrie Irving didn't get vaccinated, uh, it it made it tougher uh, that it was just Durant and, and Harden carrying the team. Now, that said, a lot of people thought that that should have been more than enough to help the Nets have a better record than they did. And I would agree with that. So for now, it's a restart for both teams. Philadelphia puts themselves in a position to win the East. The Nets got a lot better overall. I still think they're going to need, you know, Ben Simmons to to be on the floor. You know, Goran Dragic has been a nice addition for them. They really upgraded this team and they knew that they had to make uh, a ton of changes ultimately because they weren't good enough, quite frankly. And they would tell you that themselves in Brooklyn.
0: Speaking of Mike Scotto from uh, Hoops Hype and USA Today. Mike, so this story today, that Ben Simmons' debut is going to be delayed. We're not sure how long. Um, There's the... The pessimists and conspiracy theorists would say that this is a convenient way for him to avoid having to play the 76ers on the 10th of March. uh, Danny Green, his former teammate, came out and said, look, he doesn't have a personal issue with Ben, but they were frustrated by the situation. And would they or would they not be very keen or would Ben be keen to shake hands before or after um, is there any element that you think is feasible to, to that argument or is this simply just bad luck for him? We've seen him cheering his teammates on from the sideline. He's been on the bench for every Nets game so far, including the incredible win. It was a fantastic game against the Bucks. What's your read on this news about Ben today?
1: Uh, you know, I, I think it's hard to say. See, with Ben, you, it's very hard to criticise someone, one who's you know, dealing with mental health issues. And yeah. two, anytime a player's injured, um, it's really hard to question a guy. You, you have to take a guy at his word. Now, I will say this, Darren Williams, when he left the Nets, never faced the Nets. He would always miss those games, whether it was injury or whatnot. And, and I think people wanted the same thing. So I would like to think that you know, it, it, I would say this if Ben Simmons could get back in time to play before the Philadelphia game, then I think he would play. But if that was going to be his first game back, I don't think that would be putting him in a position to succeed. He'd have a lot of rust, he would have a lot of nerves going into that game. Goran Dragic had admitted he had nerves going just to play for the Nets the other night for the first game back. So you can imagine what it would be like for Ben Simmons. Uh, if he would go back to Philadelphia. I think ultimately they need him more for the games after that and potentially the postseason run. That's when they're going to need Ben Simmons more. The
0: The game against the Bucks, I, I just thought that was as gripping a game as I can remember seeing for so many different reasons. It, Kyrie, who... I'll get your take on this at the moment. It's really hard to to fathom for for any lover of team sports that someone would by choice not make themselves available for their team, but that's the reality and he's not the only player to do it and he's not the only player around the world. We've got players here who are reticent to, to, to sign up. Uh, to be vaccinated to ensure that they can play um, and fulfil their obligations to their team and, and to their contracts. He looked more engaged than I've ever seen throughout the course of the year and he dominated this game. But down the stretch, with a, I mean, the last minute took about 10. Uh, we saw coaching, t- clock management, you know, professional fouls, uh, clutch free-throw shooting. You know, I just thought it was a game that had every single element. Is that a win that you think now for the Brooklyn Nets can absolutely springboard them in the second half of the year? They've just got the eighth seed in the East at the moment. That felt like a launch pad win.
1: Oh, no question. Look, that was the best Brooklyn Nets win of the season, in yep. my opinion, by far. When you look at the competition, uh no Kevin Durant, no Ben Simmons, no Joe Harris, um, I, and against the Bucks team that had its three best players playing. So, yeah, I thought that was the best win. Steve Nash was as vocal and fired up on the sidelines as I've ever seen him as a coach, and they, they really wanted that game, no question. I think um, the expected return of Kevin Durant soon is going to be a huge boost for them, obviously, and I think it is... I, I don't know if I ever looked to a game as the game that turns the season around, but I really think for Brooklyn, once James Harden got traded, um, the, the team was able to exhale a little bit. I think everybody mm. knew there was some tension there and it was a toxic environment. And, once so that trade happened why was that, Mike? Just to jump in, why was that? Earlier yeah. in the year we
0: had you, you could hear James Harden mic'd up and he's cheering on Patty Mills and he he seemed really engaged and really positive. What turned? Because you hear that it's the relationship with him and Kevin Durant. It's not the first time Kevin Durant hasn't gotten along with a teammate. What do you put it down to? What went
1: wrong? I I think it was more frustration of that they, he thought there was gonna be him. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving together. Durant had trouble staying healthy, but really more so Kyrie not getting vaccinated. He admitted in the press conference that it affected the team. And Mm. there was no way to get around that. That definitely disappointed uh, him to an extent. And I think that, um, you know, the way the two of them played, you know, Harden became more of a point guard than the guy we saw in Houston and the guy we're seeing in Philly so far. But, I would also caution people that we saw the same version of James Harden when he first got to the nets and then when they didn't win and they were going into the next year, you know, this year, they could have been a finals contender and and he dropped the ball by being out of shape. Yeah. Obviously Kyrie did not, um, help things by getting by not getting vaccinated as well. I think there's equal blame there on the struggles for the nets for both of them, to be honest. Um, you know, Kevin Durant was an MVP player when he was healthy. You can't really knock him. He had a freak random injury bumping into, you know, Bruce Brown bumping into his knee, nothing he could do there. Um, so uh, to me, it was just that um, Harden looked at this team, I think, and saw that they didn't have enough depth at the time. And um, it was going to be a struggle. What I what I thought was um, – I'm trying to think how I want to phrase this peculiar <laughs> yeah. was when he first came to Brooklyn, he said that was like his first choice. And then now when he went to Philly he's saying, actually, that was his first choice. Come on, man. Yep. Like, I don't, I, I don't go for that. Like be true to, to who you are and the truth and go from there. Like nobody would have faulted him if he wanted to go to Brooklyn with those guys. And, and with, with MB, it's the best big man he's ever played with. It's it's more of a big uh, – I'm not saying it's Shaq and Kobe, but it's like, you know, a, a guard and a big man is easier to, to build chemistry with than a guard, another guard, and a wing player. All those guys need touches, whereas a pick and roll is a natural part of the game, and we've seen it with Embiid. Um, you, you know, so I, I think Philadelphia is going to get a, a James Harden that is locked in – for this stretch run. I'm curious then what the future holds after that. You know, if he wants to extend there and, you know, either pick up his option or do a new deal, you know, you know, Daryl Moore, is going to put everything around him to succeed. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see the, the the pairing with him and Embiid.
0: Uh, A couple more questions. Mike Scotto, uh, NBA writer, podcast host at Hoops Hype. Check that out. USA Today Sports as well. So Mike, two more from me. Um, first I want to ask you about Paddy Mills so I'm sure you're aware that Paddy Mills is the best way I can put this is if you asked Australian Hoops fans to do their Mount Rushmore of Australian basketball, as you'd have Luke Longley you would have Lauren Jackson who dominated the WNBA you'd have Andrew Gaze um, and you would have I think Paddy Mills uh, ahead of Andrew Bogart Paddy Mills is our inspiration oh. in this country he is from what he has done for Indigenous Australians with his Basketball Academy, for what he did for Australia in leading them to their first ever Olympic medal, our first ever medal at either an Olympics or uh, a a, a World Championship uh, tournament. So he is an icon of Australian basketball. He was loved in San Antonio what's how has Patty Mills been embraced uh, by the Brooklyn Nets FIFA? We saw the run of three point shooting. He went on. He represented Brooklyn in the three point shooting contest at the all- star weekend uh, has Has Brooklyn fallen in love with Paddy Mills like Australia loves Patty mills
1: look i think I think Brooklyn has an appreciation for patty mills. Um, I think that so far this year he's kind of carried over the same mentality from the Olympics. Uh, in terms of his confidence and, and looking to shoot the ball, I just think that he's played a lot more minutes than he and Brooklyn anticipated he would because mm. of the injuries and no Kyrie Irving. So um, they are going to try to scale him back a little bit and keep him fresh for the playoffs. Um, I, from my perspective, it's interesting to see that he's that uh, revered in in, in Australia yeah. only yeah. because Bogut was the number one pick and a guy that you know played on the Warriors too. And I also wondered if like uh you know other guys like Matt Della Vadova would would have some some Oh we love uh, Delhi.
0: We love Delhi too, but I could only put four on Mount Rushmore.
1: <laughs> Patty Patty I you know look Patty Mills uh good person. You know, I when you think of Patty Mills you think of class and you think of a champion and a winner. Mm. Um I would say with Patty Mills what was interesting during the year was when Patty Mills had a really good game, the Nets won a lot of games. Yeah. But when Patty Mills struggled, they struggled. He was kind of the—he's been in a way an X factor for the Brooklyn Nets.
0: Beautifully put. Last question, um, and just the, the final one on Patty is it? It's for so—it's for what he does so much above and beyond basketball too, um, for this country uh, as well, Mike. That, that has him as revered. As he is. I mean, the whole boomers' culture he has re- helped reinvent along with Joe Ingalls, along with Matthew Delvedova, along with um, Aaron Baines, along with um, Andrew Bogart when he was part of the natural, national setup as well. So he's just reached a, a status um, that, that is quite iconic. And he won one of our most sacred uh, awards in sport, the, the Don Bradman Award as well. Um, last question. Uh, the, the, the Nets are a fascinating one But when you look at when they put those three pieces together of, of Harden, Irving uh, and Durant. And now when you add Ben Simmons, Harden's gone out with what's happening with Kyrie. Um, uh, sorry, Harden out. What's happening with Kyrie? Now, every, uh, every championship team we've seen about the sides that have gone well, um, whether it be, you know, Milwaukee with Giannis, um, LeBron at the Lakers, LeBron at the Cavs, Steph Curry at, at Golden State. There's, there's always got to be a guy who is the leader and everybody falls in around and he sets the tone for the locker room and he sets the tone on court. It's always been a struggle to figure out who's that guy for Brooklyn because Kevin Durant can be prickly. Kyrie's a bit spacey and I'm not quite sure is he going to show up or, or not show up. Ben's not that guy. Who's the guy that Brooklyn are going to fall in behind to lead this run to a title if they can get there?
1: I don't think there is a guy. I think it's a collective. They've always been, made it out to be a collective yep. unit. And part of that is Steve Nash. Part of that is uh, Durant. You know, I, I, I think Patty is one of the more vocal guys you would find mm. on that team. Um, but, yeah, you bring up a good point. Look, Kyrie, a lot of people like him. His teammates like him. I'll say that. Um, I think when he speaks to people, listen. I don't think Ben Simmons is going to have that clout yet. Um, as a newcomer so i would look to for better or worse like kevin durant on the bench you know he's certainly been vocal but that's not his mo he's more of a leader by example Mm. Uh, there is not a dominant voice in my opinion there and it'll be interesting to see how that um affects them you know they've got other veterans too like blake griffin LaMarcus aldridge Mm. um guys like that that you know, we'll speak periodically when, when is needed, but it's really more of a collective unit. It's not one uh, voice. And it's a very good point that you have brought up about how other teams that have won have had, you know, the vocal leader. And I would even make the case that with golden state, it was Draymond green over Steph Curry.
0: Yeah. uh, That's, that's fascinating. Absolutely. Fascinating uh, point as well. Um, we know all the work that uh, Steph did with picking up the phone and getting Kevin there but you, you could be very right I mean we might underestimate the role that Draymond's had in in that success of that team Hey Mike I, I could sit and talk hoops with you uh, all day mate thanks so much for giving us some time for staying up for us for giving us the insight uh, into the Brooklyn Nets it's going to be they're going to be the most fascinating watch for the rest of the season we hope that Ben can do well we think that he will from an Australian point of view with Paddy there uh, to guide him and to help him get settled um, mate thanks again we'll chat to you as we get close to the playoffs.
1: Yeah, my pleasure. I'm I'm equally looking forward to watching Ben Simmons' return as you guys are. I mean I followed Ben since uh I mean I knew him obviously as a rising guy at Montverde Academy, but I remember the first time I saw him play at LSU uh in college at the Barclays Center. Um certainly a gifted player. I'm curious to see if he can take that next step in Brooklyn and develop his jump shot more with Kyle Corver, the shooting coach uh, for the Nets. I I think if anybody can help him do it, it's him. And they will do everything they can to put him in a, in a position to succeed and expand his game. He needs, he needs to do that offensively um, to be the best version of, you know, what he can be. He's already an all-star caliber player, but to be an elite star, he needs to be counted on at the foul line and, and at least like a mid-range um, jumper for him to take that superstar level. Brilliantly
0: said, and we saw him working with Kyle as well, which is great sign, something we didn't quite see him doing at the 76 Sixers. So fingers crossed the pennies drop. Thanks again, Mike. Really appreciate your time.
1: My pleasure. Thank you.